1: It's been said that people run systems and the systems run their businesses. Thoughts and beliefs run people. It's all about why we do what we do, what we attribute importance to, what drives us, how we frame the decisions we make, how we feel and how we think. So much of our success in life and in business is about what we believe in our hearts and what's inside our brain. In business, our I call this the Small Biz Brain. Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is an internationally renowned speaker, entrepreneur, real estate investor, radio show host. She's the author of Rich Woman, Good Deal, Bad Deal, and the founder of Rich Woman. Kim Kiyosaki joins us to share her inspirational message for women everywhere to get a financial education and make their dreams a reality. Kim, welcome to The Small Biz Brain.
2: Oh, thank you, David. Thanks for having me. Really going to enjoy this next few moments.
1: Great to be with you.
2: So I I wanted
1: to start at the very top for those who may not be as familiar with your work in our audience. And uh, even for those who are, there's a story to tell about how you found your way into your, I'll call it your financial intelligence, your ability to then guide others around these subjects. And so, How did it start? If you could, a condensed version would be terrific.
2: (laughs) Well, it it actually started, David, because um, right out of college, I graduated college with a degree in business, but really learned nothing about business, especially entrepreneurship, um, as you well know. And uh, my first job out of college, I was fired. And I was not fired once. I was fired twice. And it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. So looking back, it, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because after I stopped blaming everybody, I realized that the uh, common denominator of getting fired twice was me. And I always had this dream of having my own business. Um, And I had my my plan was to have my first business by the time I was 30 years old. And I actually had my first business um, at the age of 27. And, um, you know, I was never around entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of people, when they don't know how to get started and they don't have that background, And it was interesting because my very first date with my husband, Robert, he asked me two questions. And the first question was, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want my own business. And he said, well, I've started several and all of my friends are entrepreneurs. And I'm like, this is where I need to be right now. The second question, because I think this is important for entrepreneurs. The second question he asked me was, what's your life's purpose? And I'm like, what? Because I've been on this search, but I wasn't quite sure. And so that really sparked my interest. And in looking at business, you know, I always say a business has got to have a purpose. And that purpose has to be beyond making money. Because if it's just about making money, then... When things get tough, you're going to quit.
1: Absolutely, Kim. So so the purpose is, I'm going to guess, a big part of what you're folding into the work you're now doing uh, for entrepreneurs everywhere, female entrepreneurs, we'll say, but uh, probably entrepreneurs at large. Um, you're someone who really, it's evident as I talked to you, you really knew what you wanted and, and you were very sort of, I'll, I'll call it, you had a very determined approach to uh knowing what you wanted even though you call it a search but i, I can tell and maybe i'm, I'm meeting you later down the, that path that you took but at the time when you were asked about purpose what came into your head Wh- how did that what was that experience like for you to to suddenly realize oh the purpose really becomes comes in front of the financial
2: yes yes it, it happened because i was in hawaii and um And in my bedroom, I wake up in the morning and the palm trees are rustling in the wind. It's a beautiful sunny day. And I remember quite the aha moment when I went, you know, every day I get up, I go to work, I pay my bills and I get up and I go to work and I pay my bills. And I'm like, there has got to be more to life than this. There has to be. And I didn't know what it was, but that's where the search started. And it's, and I still, to this day, I'm still, I'm always on the search. I'm always seeking out knowledge. I'm always looking for the next big game to play. Um, But going back into the world of entrepreneurship, the Rich Dad Company, you know, the purpose of the Rich Dad Company, our mission from day one back in 1996 was to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. And I also say the purpose of an entrepreneur is to solve problems. So the problem we were solving was that there was no financial education in schools. So we were bringing financial education to the public.
1: Clearly, it was in need. I mean, I know, you know, as a baby boomer, I don't remember anything, learning anything about business, about balancing checkbooks, about cash flow, about time value of money, all the, 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 computations and, and the, the uh, technical skills required to invest in real estate or any asset. Right. Right. And I want to, this may be a pivot. What are some of the, the I'll call them the cornerstones or benchmarks of the work you now teach as you begin to deliver your, I'll call it curriculum. That's my word to your audience. What, what are some of the, the major tips or I don't like the word tips. Maybe I'll call it guidance or pillars that you like to uh, help folks uh, build their foundation with.
2: Well, I, and I like that, David, that you don't like tips because we don't like tips either. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that that one of the main things is that both Robert and I are lifelong learners. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have got to love to learn. And one of the key things that we teach is that mistakes, you know, you go to school and you make a mistake, you get punished, you get an F, right? you're 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 humiliated. Uh, Making mistakes, you come out of school scared to death of making mistakes. The only way we learn, right? The only way we learn, David, is by making a mistake. And especially for entrepreneurs, you've got to be comfortable with making mistakes because all a mistake shows you is something that you didn't know. And and the mistake happens, you go, oh, my God, I didn't know this. So now I do know this. And now I'm going to be smarter and my business is going to be better, so I think one of the keys is at some point, you've got to get really, really comfortable in making mistakes. And the only way you make mistakes is you keep pushing the edge, you keep pushing, pushing, pushing.
1: Kim, as you talk about mistakes and this idea, what I'll call iterating, do you deal with a lot of startups, individuals, women, men that, that are just now they have an innovation, they have an idea, they have a problem, to use your word, that they want to solve with their business? Is, is that a large part of the market that uh, you're talking to when you do the work you do?
2: Well, for example, we're on our way to Australia, so um, we'll be doing events there. I don't do one-on-one necessarily, but I meet a lot of people who are in startups. And on our podcast, we get a lot of questions from people that are just starting their business. And um, the, the three things I, I say to somebody if, if they're looking to start, well, let me back up. Let me talk. There's a lot I want to say. Let me talk first to the women, because here's what I want to say to the women, Um Women make great entrepreneurs, and I think we have a natural talent in this world, and I think there's a very strong need for a more female energy to come into this planet right now. Here's the, here's the issue. of Women-owned businesses are the, is the fastest growing sector in the world of business, the fastest growing, yet 68% of women-owned businesses earn, earn $24,000 or less a year. And 90% of those women-owned businesses have one employee, her. So she's out there. She's doing it on her own. She wants to make a little extra money. And I would task the women out there and the women in your audience to start really looking at how they can grow their business and how they can be part of the solution to, a, to the problem, whatever problem they're choosing to solve as entrepreneurs. Because we need strong role models of women we need strong female leaders in all sectors. And I think sometimes we women have taken a step back. We haven't really put ourselves out there as we should. So I would task the women to start thinking bigger. Think of where you can really make a difference, whether it's in your community, in your city, in your state, in your, in your country, um, because it's needed very much.
1: The thinking bigger and really pulling out of this, uh, statistic of 24 K or less, I believe you said in, uh, and then uh, a solopreneur is beginning to think in terms of leadership and building teams around you. I think is part of what is baked into what you've just said, and uh, part of what triggered my question about startups, Kim, is is the the idea of iterating and and as you've suggest, we reframe mistakes into really just really finding a market and understanding and listening to a market. Would you agree? And there's anything you'd add to that? Just about the the, the launch of a business in its effort to find its market.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you bring up a great point, David, and and you also talk about teams and people, which I always say, if it wasn't for people, business would be easy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's the humans that get in the way, right? Sometimes we feel we say that jokingly, jokingly, of course. Uh,
2: For the startup, um, I would say there's three things in terms of understanding your market and all. And number one is you got to ask yourself, you know, what what problem are you solving? Number one, be very, very clear. What is the problem that you're solving? Is it something that's wanted and needed in the marketplace? And then number two, how are people going to hear about you? How are you going to get your message out there? And number three is then how do you grow it or how do you scale it? How do you take it from infant to larger? And I think you have to think that way from the beginning. Instead of too many people I know, oh, I just want to make a few extra bucks. I just want to supplement our household income. You, I think the way out of this global mess right now is entrepreneurship. I think the more people we can, the more people who take basically you're taking your financial situation, you're taking your you're taking responsibility for your life as an entrepreneur. And you're creating jobs for a lot of people. So you really do as an entrepreneur. I think that's the solution to this global crisis right now.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Taking responsibility, taking accountability and doing for yourself. That's so much a part of the work that uh, you represent uh, with all the work you've done uh, with Robert as well and and so forth. Switching gears, I understand you're working on some projects now, some initiatives, and I I wanted to talk a little bit about what those are and what they mean and all of the details.
2: Well, we've got quite a few happening right now. We've got an entrepreneur program that's coming up, um, I think we'll probably be launching that sometime next year. And that's going to be, that's going to involve a lot of um, our game, the cash flow board game. So we'll be teaching that as part of the program, because that also teaches the financial aspect in a fun way. We have lessons that are attached to it. So people will come, they'll play the game, they'll get one of our, main, our 10 main points um, of the rich dad company and rich woman. Um, that's one thing that we're doing. Um, for the women, um, I've discovered something new and I'm excited about it. And we're going to launch it in October. And um, it's hooked into neuroscience of all things. And I did, I'm doing this for women because women wear so many hats and we have so many roles as, as mother, as wife, as sister, as worker, as business owner, as investor. We have all these different hats that we wear. And oftentimes, we lose track of really what's important to us and what's most meaningful to us. And what neuroscience has done has found, and I'll keep this real simple, what neuroscience has found is that you know we have millions of neurons in our in our brains, and we all have different sets. And if it's not, if you're not doing something that's meaningful to you, they call it tapping into your meaning network, then your neurons actually atrophy. And you don't know what you want to do with your life, right? You don't know what's important to you. you. You kind of lose direction. You go, I don't know what I want to do. So we put together a program that is online and will be launching in October where women can go through this program and discover at their core, core, core level what is most meaningful to them. And when that happens, decisions become easier. Life just gets easier direction you motivated you have more joy in your life i know because i did this myself
1: absolutely i'm a believer oh absolutely there's no question that, that 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 fundamental without a doubt belief in the purpose and this is back to purpose really which is where we started much of this conversation there's no doubt that what you're doing is in alignment with every cell in your body
2: yes and, and a lot of times women um, will adopt somebody else's meaning you know their of yes. family religion culture we all do it not just women but we all do
1: yeah i think it's not it does it's, it crosses the gender line this is a sort of a personality that we learn it's a trait that some of us learn and maybe have to unlearn i don't know how you feel about that but uh
2: did anybody ever in school ever ask you what are you interested in right no
1: no here's our oh. curriculum strong and here's a fire hose but
2: yeah i'm I really don't like this. Well, that's too bad. That's what you're going to study. That's what you're going to do. Exactly. And you're going to sit down. You're going to be quiet and you're not going to talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Really a punitive sort of not, not a fun environment. No wonder I was staring out the windows in first grade. You know, the teacher used to write,
2: you know. It's totally opposite of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Okay. So in school, they say, number one, don't make mistakes. Right. Well, the only way you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur is making a lot of mistakes. They also say, do it on your own. Do not cooperate, okay? If you don't cooperate as an entrepreneur, you're going to stay very, very small because you mentioned you mentioned teams, David. Yes. Um, and the other thing they say is, oh, there's only one right answer. Well, we know there's many right answers, right? You just have to look at which option you want to take. Absolutely. And the cooperation piece is huge. And I, I really do think that's one of the keys in building your business is to get a really great team. And to start, if you're a small business owner, the first person we had on our team was Betty, the bookkeeper. And Betty, the bookkeeper. Yep. <laughs> she loved that. Yeah. Well, she was she would tell us very bluntly. Here's how much you have coming in and here's how much you have going out. And unfortunately, we had more going out than was coming in at the time.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yes. Yeah, so the, the people around you will make or break you as a as a, a team. And we all have a team around us. We just don't know. Is, is your team really supporting you and growing with you in your business, or are they holding you back? Or are they, you know, I made a decision a long time ago to get the the negative people out of my life. Yeah, I got enough in my own my own brain, my own doubts, and my own negativity in my own brain. I don't right. need right.
1: around me. I was going to say, Kim, part of what I love about how you talk about all this is it's very human. You're really talking about behavior. You're really talking about emotional intelligence. You're talking about building teams that complement your own skills. And then I'm sure there's this alignment piece where the people that you build on your team, those that jump on the bus, right? They've got to be the right people aligned with this back to your purpose, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's a great point because we've had business partners that were aligned to the part purpose and they had business partners that were not aligned to the purpose. And if you, I would, that's, that's probably the key thing, David, in choosing a partner or choosing the team. If they are not aligned to your purpose, they might say they are, but if they're really, you got to really find out if they are, if they're not, they're going to be a big liability to you. I guarantee you that
1: we're visiting with Kim Kiyosaki, the uh, author of "Rich Woman: Good Deal, Bad Deal." Uh, good, it was so fascinating. Good deal, bad deal. Uh, t- talk about that a little bit.
2: Good deal, bad deal um, is a, a real estate product. It talks about how do you how do you spot the differences between a good deal and a bad deal. I, I love real estate. I started with a little two bedroom, one bath house, and today I've got you know thousands ah. and thousands of units and commercial buildings. Um, I love that game it's a fun game it's very creative
1: yeah it's a lot the math is a lot of fun too and i've uh, at my own small but micro level in comparison i've been around apartments uh, owning apartments and and uh, commercial properties as well and it's a fascinating uh and i love that part of it actually it's quite a bit of fun yeah uh looking at the math and looking at how cash flows through these assets over time and just it's a fabulous mix and I know you've got a lot of experience and knowledge around it. That. So that's a product that's specific to retail. Is there a website we should know about where we can find out about the program for entrepreneurship some of these other programs that you mentioned?
2: Go to richdad.com. Okay. That comes the best the best website. Yes.
1: It's got it all there.
2: And and you brought up another point David that was that was very important. You know, a lot of the work that we do the, the how-tos yeah. of investing, the how-tos of entrepreneurship um, that's not too difficult, right? The difficult thing is the personal development that you have to keep facing, right? Cause we hit those walls and we have the rejection and all the fear of failure and all of that stuff. And you've got to get very strong. I think that's why I became an entrepreneur is because you've got to be able to, 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 well, actually one of the keys to, um, can I do? I have one more minute. Yes.
1: And totally. Well, there
2: was a study done and I think this re- applies really well to entrepreneurs. And it was a study done of cent- centenarians, people that lived over a hundred and they wanted to find out what were the common characteristics. And they came up with three. And these three are exactly true for entrepreneurs. Number one, they had a sense of purpose. Okay? Mm. Number two, they were optimistic. And number three, which I think is the most important, was they were resilient which is how fast you come back from a setback. Okay. And an entrepreneur has got to be resilient. No doubt about it, because Uh, you are going to come up against those walls. You're going to hit those obstacles. You're going to have those setbacks, all of this stuff. If anybody said to me, Kim, here's everything you're going to go through as an entrepreneur. I never would have (laughs) started.
1: It's kind of like, as they come up, you just have to be resilient. Is it, uh, you know? And so, and so, uh... it's,
2: it's the fast track to personal development, in my opinion because you have problems hitting you every single day and you've got to make choices and you got to make decisions and you got to get tough and you got to do things you don't want to do and you got to face the fear and all yeah, of that Yeah 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 so I think it's I think it's the best program around.
1: Well, that alone, that single idea if our listeners w- walk away from this podcast with only that, that will be so so helpful and I'm so uh, grateful for the insights you've shared. Uh a depth of experience Kim Kiyosaki, uh author of uh, Rich Woman, a good deal bad deal and also the founder of Rich Woman, the website richdad.com. Any final parting thoughts? We've we've had so many. I don't know where we would go from here. I, I love ending on resilience. <laughs>
2: Well, that's, I think that's the key. And I, and I would just say, if you have an entrepreneurial idea, then, you know, if it's something in your heart and you feel passionate about it and you have a problem you want to solve and you have a purpose in moving forward, then I would just go for it. Go for it. Okay. A lot of people are going to say, oh, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Sometimes you just got to follow your instinct. You got to follow your gut. And if you really feel that you have that entrepreneurial spirit, then I would, I would pursue it.
1: Kim Kiyosaki. Such great insights. Thank you so much. A delight to be with you.
2: Thank you, David. It's been fun. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for joining us on our journey into the small biz brain. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and please do give us a review there. You can contact me at podcastandradio.com. I'm David Wolf. We'll see you next time.